last story is uh, from Gil. So that's Charles's wife. Next slide. Thank you, Pat. As you're able, let's all stand as we sing the doxology. Christ is the solid rock, and it is upon him that we stand this morning. Father, we thank you for his faithfulness that assures that our faithfulness has merit, has meaning. Father, that we can stand upon that sure foundation. We thank you for your word that teaches us. May we all be students of your word. May we search the scriptures daily. Father, may we be students. May we be the Bereans that you would have us to be. Now, Father, this morning we come before you and we pray for those in our congregation who can't be here today because of sickness. We think of Linda this morning and we pray for Victoria and Tom. Pray for John and Gina. Father, so many others that are under the weather and, and just aren't going to be able to be here. Father, we thank you that you are the great physician and we trust you. We pray that you will touch and heal. 
for those that are traveling. Father, we think of Karen and Dan today. Pray that you'll keep them safe. Father, just watch over them all. Bring them back soon. Father, we thank you for our church family. We thank you for the body of believers who gather here to worship. Father, we just pray your blessings uh, on this congregation. Help us to be the witness that you would have us to be in order to reach a world that so desperately needs you. Now, Father, we just pray that you will take control of this morning's service, that everything that is said, everything that's done, will all be done in such a way to bring glory and honor to you. Now, Father, we pray all these things in Christ's holy and most precious name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. It is good to see each one of you here. We're thankful that you've come to worship with us here at St. Louis uh, Bible Fellowship. We have a couple of announcements that we want to bring to, to your attention. Uh, one, our Wednesday evening Bible study is this Wednesday uh, at 6.30. We continue with our study, the book of Matthew. And we encourage you to come and join us as we open God's Word together and as we study together. We have a great time of studying, studying His Word together. Um, uh, Jerry Taylor, I don't know, many of you uh, may remember Jerry Taylor and his wife Betty who uh, attended here for years. Uh, their two sons, Greg Taylor and Joe Taylor, also uh, attend here. Uh, Jerry died this past week, and so we need to be lifting the Taylor family up uh, in prayer as they grieve the loss of Jerry. Uh, Jerry just was a dear brother in Christ. He loved the Lord. As a matter of fact, uh, it was just do your heart good to just sit and listen to his testimony and where God had brought him from. If you ever come up to my office, uh, dare the stairs, uh, there are two pictures that someone had had drawn two characters, uh, well, two characters for sure, because one of them is Neil, but uh, that somebody drew those, a caricature, however you say that, that's it. And uh, so he drew those, and it, they, we had them framed, and he was just a dear, dear friend. So be praying for uh, that family during, during this time. Uh, uh, Janie Johnson was laid to rest this week, and uh, what a God-honoring uh, funeral that uh, she had, and we just praise God for, for all that transpired there and, and how the, the message of God's redeeming grace went out. It was, it was a very special, very special time. Next Sunday, we need you all here. Uh, we want to have a, a packed house. Well, we want to have a packed house every Sunday, but next week... We're going to be recording the message that we're going to be doing for the fourth annual Internet Grace Bible Conference. It's going to be held January the 7th through the 13th. Well, our, uh, the time that I'm preaching and teaching is going to be on Tuesday uh, at 7 o'clock, but they want them all sort of pre-recorded, well, not sort of pre-recorded, recorded prior. So we're going to do that next Sunday. Uh, here, and so plan on being here, and then we'll we'll have that all put together, and we'll send that up to them. So we want you included in that in that conference. So we're looking forward to to doing that. So that's the same message. Going to be talking about the different gospels. Uh, it's important to understand from the scripture the different gospels, and 
their connection to what must you do to be saved? Uh, what must you have done to be saved? And so uh, it's going to be a, a tremendous time of, of a Bible study, this whole uh, internet uh, Bible conference. So uh, plan on being there every, every Sunday, I mean, the 7th through the 13th, and uh, from 7 o'clock until, until it's over. It's going to be a great time. Uh, seems like there was one other. Oh, here is one anou- another announcement. Books. Uh, Denny and Joni brought a bunch of the, Denny's books from his library, and they're out there for the taking. So if you, when church is over, you go out there, and, and if there's a book that you would like to take and read, you're welcome to it. So, Denny, thank you for sharing your library with us. Uh, and also, those books are out there. One other announcement, and uh, this is to, to Jeannie Watana Peruta. Uh, we told you that Mary Beth is going to be uh, bringing somebody to the nursery, right? Well, we have one more. So Desiree, darling, told me I could announce today that she and Eric are expecting. So we will make sure that that nursery is up and running and ready, and, and Jeannie always does a good job there. So we're excited about that. So we praise God, and we'll be praying for you, Desiree. During this, during this time. Any other announcements? Not as good as that one, but any other announcements? Um, tomorrow marks the second anniversary of, of Jill's uh, home going, and so that's one of the reasons Pat is playing so many of the songs that, that uh, Jill composed, and we just want to remember this, this dear and precious lady as uh, we know she is safely home. So just be praying for Charles over the next few days. So any other announcements? Gary. Yes, Bible study Wednesday. I thought Gary was going to remind me that Mizzou won and Auburn lost, but thank you, brother, for not doing that. So he's doing it with his shirt. Yeah, so, all right, good. Let's sing glory to his name.
memory verse for this week is Psalms 90:12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Time flies, life is uncertain. Try to be wise, so as to say, in God's rest, in that we can be of some good service to the ends that our offspring's generations may be more honorable than ourselves. We now come to the Lord in prayer over our offering. Lord Jesus, come to you in prayer, give you thanks for your matchless grace and your saving mercy. I ask for your blessings over this offering and this offering to your service. In Jesus' name, amen. done this while Nathan was praying, but just in case that I couldn't get back in time, I didn't want you to raise your head and I'd be gone and you thought the rapture had happened. Uh, so I left my Bible notes and my Bible over there. I'm going to run and go get it while you leave, sing your next song. But I didn't want to leave while he was So we have Sunday school downstairs at 9.30 every Sunday morning. This morning we looked at some scriptures in Ephesians and the song that we sang, Glory to His Name, brought to mind what we had looked at. Ephesians 3, verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height 
and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. And we sang glory to his name, that he was in us. And knowing who we really are in Christ, strengthened in the inner man by his spirit, is so vital to us living a victorious life in Christ. Amen. Let pass me not, 489. Savior like a shepherd lead us. Verses 1, 2, and 3.
As you're able, let's stand as we sing our last. junior church. I think that is by far the one of the greatest funeral songs you can you can sing. Uh, Rock of Ages. When you stop and bring, think of the fact that there's nothing you can bring before the Lord to satisfy his righteousness. We just cling to the cross of the Lord Jesus. Amen. What a what a perfect salvation we have in Christ. Nothing lacking. Wow, love that song. Well, good morning to you. Two verses for you this morning, and these were not pulled out of the, the bowl back there. These are New Year Eve verses that I wanted to share with you, and verses to take into next year. By the way, Happy, happy New Year to you. May each one of you have a blessed, blessed new year. Perhaps this is the year that the Lord Jesus returns for His church, His body. And what a day of rejoicing that's going to be. But 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31, 2024, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. If you're going to have a New Year's resolution, let me Recommend that as your New Year's resolution. Whatever you do, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Colossians 3.17, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Another appropriate New Year's resolution to make. 
I'm, all, I'm so glad that all of you are here this morning as we prepare to welcome the new year. This is a perfect time for each and every one of us to reflect on something that's so important, and that is the brevity of life. The brevity of life. And to really, really concentrate on what's important during our life, in our life. I'm working on a sermon that I'm going to preach here, and I'm not sure how long it's going to be, but it's, it's going to be all about heaven. It's going to be the doctrine of heaven, what God's Word tells us about heaven, what to expect. And I think I'm going to entitle that sermon, and I think it's an important question that we all need to answer And the title is going to be, Where Do You Go From Here? Where do you go from here? Because you do have an eternal destination, each and every one of us. And that being the case, where do you go from here? James chapter 4, verse 14. Turn with me to James chapter 4. Verse 14. You get so used to Tim just putting it right up there. Have all the others marked, but not that one. James chapter 4. Well, let's start with verse 14. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Your life is just a vapor. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 24. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower thereof falleth away. It's quoting from Isaiah, verse, uh, Isaiah 40, verse 6. What a true statement. That's the Word of God. Your life is like a vapor. All flesh is like grass. It's here today. It withers. It's gone tomorrow. And the older I get, the more I can absolutely relate to these verses. I remember years ago, years ago, Faye and I were living out in California. We were praying about and contemplating whether we were going to make the move to Missouri and take over uh, the ranch that worked with troubled kids and, and praying about it and wondering, Lord, what is your will for our lives? And a song came on the radio. And the song was not a 
Christian song. It was a country western station I was listening to. And it's a country song, and it's not a Christian song, but I'm telling you, it ought to be. And the song was sung, being sung by a guy by the name of Billy Dean. Anybody ever heard Billy Dean? Heard of Billy Dean? One of my favorite songs. It was the first time I ever heard it, and I was driving down uh, Interstate 5 in San Diego, and I was, we were thinking about this and praying about this and not sure what God would have us do. And this song came on the radio. And the song says, I'm going to hold who needs holding. I'm going to mend what needs mending. I'm going to walk what needs walking, though it means the extra mile. I'm going to pray what needs praying. I'm going to say what needs saying, because we're only here for a little while. And I heard that, and it was like, wow. Lord, I want to make a difference. I want to have an impact. And the brevity of life at that moment was just so absolutely real, and it still is today. I want to say what needs saying. I want to pray what needs praying. I want to walk what needs walking, even though it means an extra mile. And you know why? Because we're only here for a little while. Psalm 90, verse 12. The psalmist instructs us, praise to God, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. That's what each and, of us, each and every one of us need to do. Lord, teach us to number our days. Make our days count. Help us to understand the importance of living each and every day in the center of your will, carrying out your will, serving you, understanding our purpose and the role you have for every one of your new creations in Christ. Lord, teach us to number our days. There's another country and western song that was on the radio here not too long ago and really sort of has the same impact as the one by Billy Dean. This one's by Kenny Chesney. Now, I don't listen to country and western. I really don't listen to it very often. But both of these are good songs. And Kenny Chesney's song is Don't Blink. How many of you heard that? song, Don't Blink. It's a song about a guy that was 102 years old, and he was being interviewed by a television station, and they asked him, this 102-year-old man, do you have any advice? By the way, in, on the 16th of this month, starting tomorrow, Faye's mom's going to be 103, 103, so... Uh, but anyway, the, the song, this, this, this old guy was being interviewed. Do you have any advice for our viewers, for our listeners? He thought about it for a second. He says, yeah, don't blink. 
because that's just how fast your life goes. Don't blink or you might miss your babies growing up. Don't blink. You're six years old. You're about to take a nap. You wake up and you're 25 walking down the aisle marrying your high school sweetheart. Don't blink. And I can really relate to that because it was just last year that we were talking to our grandson Levi about which uh, SpongeBob SquarePants coloring book he wanted to get. And this last weekend while he was here, they were talking about wedding announcements. Don't blink. This time next year, I'll be married to a woman old enough to have a grandson that's married. <laughs> Don't blink. It happens so fast. Time passes so swiftly. And there's two things you can never, ever get back. Two things you can never get back, folks. Time and words spoken. Time and words spoken. We need to use both wisely. You can use both to edify. You can use both to encourage. You can use both to build up. Or you can use both to destroy. Two things that really grieve me to my core. Number one, the fact that there are so many people who are lost and rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ and going to go off into eternity without God and lost in hell for all eternity. I hope that grieves you also when it's unnecessary. The payment for their sin has been made. You ever thought about that? People are going to die and going to hell with payment for their sin paid for. The sin issue has been dealt with. See, it's no longer a son issue. It's a, I mean, it's no longer a sin issue. It's a son issue. Not what are you going to do about your sin. God has already taken care of that. What are you going to do with the son? Are you going to by faith believe or are you going to reject? God has already dealt with the sin through Christ Jesus. That's one thing that grieves me. The other thing that grieves me are families who bicker and say harsh things and have difficulty getting along when time is so short and think their relationship is so precious. And it should be something that we cherish, something that we praise God for, something that we work on, something that we take to God when it comes to issues and difficulty and problems. We're only here for a little while. Just don't have time for the bickering and the damage that that bickering can do. 
think one of life's biggest tragedies, one of life's biggest tragedies is we get old too soon and wise too late. Does that make sense? We get old too quickly. We get wise too slowly. I remember a phrase that people used to use, and they used to tell me this a lot. I haven't heard this in a long time. You can come up with your own reason why I haven't heard it in a long time. But people used to tell me, even when I first started pastoring here, people would say, oh, you've got plenty of time. You've got plenty of time. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm not sure really had it then because time is so, so short. Are you like me? Did you spend the first quarter of your life wishing you were older? And you spend the last quarter of your life wishing you were younger? And not really thinking about it in the middle? when we really needed to focus on what are we doing for Christ, we need to appreciate those special times. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. It's not biblical, but it is absolutely true. It's absolutely true. I remember vividly years ago. I was in my 30s, and we had just bought my grandparents' old farm, and we moved back down to Alabama, and we were fixing, fixing the, the old farm place back up, and we were cutting wood, and some guys were there at the house, and we were cutting wood and loading it on to a pickup truck, and, and an old farmer, an old neighbor from down the street a little ways, uh, he saw us out there, and I think one of the kids that was helping was, uh, was his grandson, I think, and he drove his old truck around out through the pasture and came, and he parked right next to the woods where we had the wood, and we were loading it up, and he got him a folding chair, and he set the folding chair down, and, and he plopped down in it with his cane, and, and he just kind of leaned over on his cane, and he watched us. He was probably in his late 80s, maybe early 90s. I'm, I'm not sure how old he was. And he just watched us. He never said anything. I could tell he was sort of supervising. And he, and he watched us, and we pretty much got done, and I looked over at him, and, and, and he, he was quiet the whole time. And I, I looked over at him, and, and there was a tear in his eye. And one of the most solemn remarks I've ever heard, and I don't know why it affected me the way it did, I mean, but I, it's, I still remember. He looked up at me, and well, really all of us that were there, and he said, boys, this is your time. I've had mine. This is your time. He stood up and he folded his chair 
put it in the back of his pickup, and off he went again. And I don't know why that stuck with me, but he was absolutely right. He had had his time. But there was such a sincerity. There was such a, a, a sense of regret. I don't know what it was. But it's, it broke my heart while at the same time it caused me to think about the brevity and the shortness of life. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Oh, how absolutely true that is. Folks, time is our most priceless commodity. Our most priceless commodity. The Bible tells us that we are to redeem the times. We are to buy up the times. We're to use the time wisely to serve God. Whatsoever you eat, whatsoever you drink, whatever you do, you do all for the glory of God. That's how important that is. This morning I'm going to talk to you about five biblical, that was all introduction, five biblical resolutions that every believer, every person who has been made a new creation in Christ needs to make this coming year and continue it for the rest of your life. Five biblical resolutions. The first one is to rejoice in the Lord evermore. Every believer needs to have attitude of gratitude. Psalm 118 verse 24 says, This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Let me recommend every morning when you fling yourself out of bed all chipper and ready for the day. I'm sure you all do that, right? That the scripture verse you think of, that you commit yourself to thinking of, is Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And if you're married, punch your husband, punch your wife, and say, right, and they'll say, right. Rejoice evermore. Look at Philippians. Many of these resolutions are going to come from the book of Philippians. And as we talk about the book of Philippians and all the things that really portray themselves here as great uh, resolutions we need to make, remember Paul's telling this, he's writing this from prison. He's in prison when he's writing this. But Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. That's what God expects us to do as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Psalm 33. Psalm 33, 1. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, 
For praise is comely for the upright. It just does your heart good to praise God, to rejoice in who you are in Christ. I'll guarantee you, getting up in the morning, going through the day, rejoicing, praising, being glad is a lot healthier for you than grieving and bickering and angry. It's just healthy. First Thessalonians 5, verse 16. Rejoice evermore. You may say, Pastor, you don't know what all I'm dealing with. You don't know all I'm going through. You don't know. No, but God does. And he still says, rejoice evermore. God knows. And I can tell you this, you only make it worse when you fret and you complain and you gripe. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Resolution number one. Resolution number two. Don't worry about anything. Be anxious for nothing. Back to Philippians. Back to Philippians. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be careful or be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And God's Word, verse 7, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Folks, it's okay to remind God of that Scripture when you pray. When you're having a difficult time, you're going through a stressful situation, you're going through a dangerous situation, you've been, you're being faced with bad news, there are things that just aren't going your way. It's okay to remind God, God, your word says that I'm to be anxious for nothing. And it's difficult. So I'm going to rejoice, I'm going to with thanksgiving, I am going to make my request before you. Lord, deliver me from this. And you know what God's Word says? And this is what you really can remind God of. God, you said you're going to give me the peace that passes understanding. Lord, I don't have any peace, but I need that peace of God. I need that peace from you to help me deal with this situation. Lord, I can't deal with it on my own. See, that is the prayer promise of this dispensation. This is not, talk about name it and claim it. You can name and claim this verse. Be anxious and sin not, or be angry and sin not. Be anxious. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. And I have a confession. That's difficult for me. 
That's difficult for me. I live, and if you don't believe me, you can ask my wife. I live as if the outcome of every decision really depends on me. When in actuality, it doesn't. I believe that the outcome of every crisis is going to be fixed, helped by my efforts and my ability to fix it and make it right. When folks, that's not the case. It's not the case. just not so. We fret over things. I fret over things that I have absolutely no control over. And I think that's a sin. And I have found that it is so much more helpful to take it to God and say, Lord, I can't handle this. Lord, I can't deal with this. I need wisdom. I'm not saying stick your head in the sand and ignore issues. You don't, don't do that. But don't be anxious. Don't fret. Don't worry. And pray for wisdom. God will give you wisdom from His Word that I guarantee you will enable you To see the decision rectified through him. The third resolution. Pray. Pray. Pray over all things. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. You think God's Word would tell us to pray if it were not effective? Think about that. You think God would say, I want you to talk to me about all this situation if prayer was not effective? It is. Pray about all things. Pray without ceasing. Martin Luther King, no, Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King may have said this, but it was years later, like, like I'm about to say what Martin Luther said too. But Martin Luther said, somebody asked him about being busy. And Martha, Martin Luther said he has so much to do today that I must spend three hours in prayer if I expect to get it all done. You think about that. Someone asked him how busy he was going to be, and he said, I've got so much to do today. If I expect to get it all done, I've got to spend at least three hours in prayer today. Now, that flies contrary to to, I'd say, all of our thinking. 
prayer works. And I think being anxious for nothing and rejoicing, that, that's all connected to prayer. That, that, that peace of God that passes all understanding comes because we pray to God. And I'm going to tell you something. God has never failed. I have an issue. God has never failed. And when we are anxious, when we refuse to pray, when we don't rejoice and we don't give thanks, basically what we're saying to God is we don't think that Romans 8.28 is true. For we know that all things work together for good. didn't say all things are good. But we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Not everything that's going to come into your life is going to be good. But I'm going to tell you something. God will use it for good. And I'm going to show you how. Look at Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. I think this is one of the most important verses that we can memorize in this busy, hectic life that we live nowadays as believers. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. We glory in tribulations also. Why would you glory in a tribulation? Why would you glory in a difficult time? Because we're going to see here because it proves God's faithful. Proves God's faithful. You want a sign from God? You praise Him even during tribulations. Glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulation works patience. And patience experience. The word experience there is proof. Proof that God is going to come across. He has never, ever failed yet. Never. He's never failed. Experience hope. And hope makes not a shame. You know why? We've, had, we've experienced that tribulation. We have seen the hand of God bringing us through that tribulation. We have seen the outcome of that tribulation. Yes, it was painful, but we've seen how God was glorified. It proves that He is at work in your life. And what it leads to is the next time something happens in your life that rattles, that disturbs, that upsets, you have that hope. Really, that assurance that God, you're going to come through for me again. You were, you were there then. You're going to be here now. You're going to be there in the future. Folks, that's how you want to start out a new year. You want to start out rejoicing. You want to start out a year understanding that you are not going to be anxious over anything. You're going to trust God with this year regardless of what he brings into your life. And you're going to pray without ceasing. The fourth thing, the fourth thing, back to Philippians chapter 4, you're going to think about 
the right things. You're going to think about the right things. Verse 8 of chapter 4 of Philippians. Finally, brethren, and, all, and these are all imperatives. These aren't things, these aren't suggestions. These aren't recommendations. These aren't, well, if you're in the mood, do these things. These are imperatives from the Lord. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, to do that, let me tell you who has to control your going. You need to be walking in the Spirit, not the flesh. Because the flesh is going to draw you to do exactly the opposite of those things. What sort of things are true? Lord, in 2024, I want my mind to be centered on the mind of Christ. I want to do what your word tells me to do. Think on these things. And it needs to be a deliberate effort. It needs to be a a deliberate effort. Can I tell you something? That verse does not come naturally. Right? Can I hear an amen? amen? That verse does not come naturally. But you have supernatural power through Christ Jesus. And you can start out 2024 saying, Lord, I want that to be my mindset. The mind of Christ, meditating on His Word, concentrating on His Word. The fifth thing. is to thank God in all things. To thank God for all things. You want a resolution that will revolutionize your life? And we just talked about this here a few weeks ago in the importance of that scripture. Think, thank God in all things for all things. Before the service, I meant to give Tim a list of each one of those. And when I actually came up here, I sat down and I went, oh, man, I forgot to give Tim the list. Duh, me, I forgot Tim's back there. He just did that. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. That, okay, what am I going to say next? Oh, no, that's okay. Thank God in all things. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. If God didn't expect it, it wouldn't be in the Word. Thank God in all things. Ephesians 5.20. 
If God didn't expect that, it wouldn't be in the Word. I'm convinced that that is the key to victorious living, is to thank God in all things. The doctor tells you you have an incurable disease. Well, pastor, maybe you're going too far here. Try it. Lord, I thank you for it. I realize I belong to you. I've been bought with a price. I'm not my own. You, you own me. You call the shots. Heaven is my home. Lord, I'm trusting you through all of this. Praise him in all things, for all things. That's hard. Yeah, it is. But it's what God's word tells us to do. And start with the simple things. Start with the simple things. Lord, I thank you for that wife you've given me. Lord, I thank you for that husband you've given me. I thank you for the children that I have. Lord, I thank you for the troubles that we're experiencing. Because, Lord, I know that you are going to show yourself mighty on your behalf to glorify yourself. And, Lord, if you can slap down, put me right there in the middle of it in order to glorify you, Lord, that's where I want to be. But that attitude takes supernatural power. And fortunately for you, you have that in Christ if you know Him. One of my heroes, one of my heroes of the Bible is Job. In Job 13, verse 15, he makes the statement, says, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Folks, may that be our motto. May that be your desire. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Regardless of what happens, Lord, I want my life to count for you. In 2024, I want people to know that I've been made a new creation. I want people to be able to tell that there is a difference in my life. And I want them to see you in my life. I'm going to rejoice. I'm not going to worry. I'm going to think on those things that are good. I'm going to pray about all things. I'm going to give thanks in all things. And that just takes us right back to Psalms 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. May that be your prayer tomorrow morning or tonight before you go to bed. Lord, teach us to number our days. Lord, teach us to number how precious it is to have our babies. Lord, help me to understand how precious it is to have the friends, church family that we have. This morning early when I was going over my notes and praying about the sermon, and what... What could be a, a, 
a neat scripture to end on. And the book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom, right? So I thought, wonder what Proverbs 2024 would say. Proverbs 2024. Boy, that sums up what I've been trying to say this morning. And I said, yeah, thank you, God. Man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? You can't, folks, without this. It's Proverbs 2024. 20, Man's goings are of the Lord. Aren't you glad of that? Don't you take refuge in that? Don't you take assurance in that and hope in that? I know I do. Young and old alike this morning, your days are numbered. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. You are a day closer, you're a year closer to standing before the Lord Jesus than you've ever been before. And I got news for you. Every knee is going to bow including yours. Every tongue is going to confess. Including yours. To the glory of the Father. And when you stand before God, is it going to be a Savior or His judge? Oh, what, a, what an important question. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this, this morning and we thank you that you have called us to ministry, each and every one of us. Father, you have called us to service. Father, I thank you for the salvation we have in Christ. Father, how thankful I am this morning that my salvation is not based on my works, my deeds, my efforts, my merit. Father, I thank you that my salvation is complete in Christ Jesus because I am in him. Father, I thank you this morning that I have no righteousness of my own, but it wouldn't get me anywhere except to hell. But you have given me the righteousness of Christ. And Father... Although my salvation is not based on me serving or my goodness, Father, I want to serve. I want to do good things out of appreciation and gratitude and love, understanding who you are and the calling you've placed on each and every one of our lives. Father, we thank you for that. Thank you for the joy of being able to serve you. Father, thank you for the joy of making us part of that plan of salvation, not just to get saved, but to tell others how they can be saved. Thank you, Father, for making us a part of your eternal plan. Now, may we faithfully carry that out. And if there's anyone here this morning that does not know you, Father, May this be the day, the last day of 2023, be the day that they by faith trust 
in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Father, what a glorious time to start a new year as a child of God, as a new creation, as a minister of the word of reconciliation, learning and growing in all that they are in Christ. And we pray these things in his holy and most precious name. Amen.